Welcome, everybody. As a therapist, I am honored to be trusted by people, and I get a lot of requests about how to choose a, the right therapist. And sometimes people call me because they're friends or family or because they got my name and they know that I'm not a match for them for whatever reason, um, but they get to pick my brain. And so I want to share with you five tips on choosing and maintaining an effective therapist for you. And I want to separate this from another topic that I hope to do next week or in the future on three tips on how to terminate with your therapist. Okay, I'm not implying anything, um, but I think it, it's important to tease the two out. So let's talk about um, there are many benefits of, of therapy, but therapy is kind of like a friendship or a relationship. It, it really does need to be a match. And a lot of times I notice um, that clients approach therapy with trepidation and there's a certain imbalance of power. And I'll give you an example. I had to renew my license and I had to take a certain CE in order to be able to do it. And this CE, because of the state that I'm licensed in, whichever one it is, doesn't matter. Um, there's a requirement that, they, that there actually has to be like a verbal test. And so um, what happened was um, I took the quiz. I passed it. I got 100. Actually, I got one wrong. I got a 97. And um, then it said, okay, you're scheduled for your follow-up test. And this person called me. And she started asking me different questions, and we discussed it. And then she told me, okay, congratulations, you passed. So in my mind, I was actually very intimidated by her. First of all, she has a lot of power. Second of all, you know, she seems to know the laws very well, which is cool. And that was, an, it was a, uh, you know, laws and regulations test. And third of all, you know, she, if she would, I didn't want her to think that I was stupid. <laughs> and, 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 you know, we all know in our profession that there are a lot of laws, but it doesn't mean everyone knows every single one of them. And what was so fascinating to me was that I noticed that imbalance. But she said to me at the end, by the way, I could see from your education that you're significantly more trained and educated than I am. And you've been practicing longer than me. So I was a little bit intimidated by calling you, which is really funny that she said that because I was intimidated by her. And I noticed that a lot of times people call a therapist and sometimes they just blurt it out like, you think I'm crazy or I'm the worst client you ever met. And I hear this actually very often. And no, you're, I don't think you're crazy. And no, you're not the worst client I ever met. So I want to just say that there is an imbalance when you're calling because to a certain degree, you're, you're reaching out and you're saying, I need help and please don't judge me. And so the first thing is that there is a relationship in, in that therapeutic bond. And so if you're calling someone and you're, and you're talking in your head that you feel judged, then work that through. But if you're really genuinely feeling judged by them, then that's not a match. So that's what I want to say. The second thing is, second tip for choosing and maintaining the right therapist is set realistic goals. What do I mean by that? I mean that there's something that I call the activating event. Many times when people contact me, um, there's a reason that there's, you know, therapy. They've known for a while that there's been a need for therapy, but there might be something that went on in their in their life. Like, oh my gosh, I just got fired and now I really need a therapist. Or this weekend, we were just fighting like this crazy way or this happened. Um, or, you know, th this was the straw that broke the camel's back. And I always want to try to understand that. And that's one of my key focuses when in, in my initial conversation when somebody calls me asking for a referral or asking to work with me. But when it comes to you, if you're a client and you're looking for a therapist, think about what your activating event is and really sit down and put some thought into what you want to work on. Because the best customer is an educated customer. And I believe that to be true in every field and especially when it comes to therapy. So just become educated. And that activating event or, or those goals that you want are, are, are tip number two. But tip number three is, is, is a little bit taking that further, which is do some research about modalities. For example, if you're a person that likes kind of like intellectually 
understanding things well, then maybe CBT is for you. It's a very popular modality, cognitive behavioral therapy. Um, if you feel that you need some emotional regulation help, maybe some DBT is for you. If you like psychodynamic work, then reach out to a therapist. If you like body work, somatic work, or trauma work, find somebody that specializes in your issue, in your gender, in your uh, situation, whether it's couples, individual, etc. So number one is understand that there is a therapeutic bond here and try to get rid of that imbalance in yourself, but also be cognizant if it's, if it's coming up, there's something wrong, it shouldn't be coming up. And is it from you, is it from the therapist? Number two is recognize what is bringing you to therapy and what your main goal is that you wanna help with. And number three is make sure that you are focused on getting help from somebody that's experienced in a modality that you're interested in. It's okay if you don't have an idea. Um, you know, the therapist is trained to be able to guide you. I myself have probably about 10 modalities that I that are, that are my go-to, but I have my two or three that, are, that I always start with, um, which I think are, are, are very effective. So, but I always listen out and I try to figure out, you know, what, is, what does a client need? And that's very, very important, to, in my opinion, to be eclectic. But some therapists are really specific in what they do. And if you need something specific, that's okay. Um, the next thing is, um, number four, is again, seek a match. You need to feel comfortable with this person. For example, my style is very compassionate, but I'm also very fast-paced, I think. You could ask some of my clients. Um, you know, I like to move things forward, and sometimes I'm more directive. There are people that, um, you know, love that and appreciate that about me. I'm a no-nonsense type of guy. But there are other, and, and that's even with trauma therapy that needs a lot of patience and, and calmness and kindness. But there are lots of other therapists that maybe are a lot more slow-paced that could be what you're looking for, um, or it could be what you're not looking for. So, Look for that match that you trust this person, that you like this person. You're spending an hour of your time with them. You're spending a good amount of money with, on them, or maybe your insurances or your, or your deductibles or whatever it is that you're investing. You know, the most important commodity is your time and make sure that it's a good match. Okay. Number five is um, be reasonable. And when I say the word reasonable, you know, people always say, um, wow, it's so hard to find a good therapist. And I always joke and say, it's so hard to find a good client. It's not really true. I think there are lots of good therapists. And I think there are lots of good clients, to be honest. I know we get a lot of phone calls and emails. You could email me, josephtropper at gmail.com. It's fine. Um, so if I could help, I could help. But by the way, I, I might say we need to have a phone conversation um, if, if I could help because I, I, don't, I don't necessarily just spit out, okay, call this person. Uh, by the way, there are a lot of good referral networks as well that could be helpful if you're a therapist to join or if you're a client that's looking. So be reasonable. And part of being reasonable is, you know, understand whether you're doing your part, whether they're doing their part. But, but, but it's okay. You could, you could push back and say, you know, uh, a client this morning with me, you know, said to me, you know, I appreciate how you kind of let me get away with this, but I actually want you to be a little bit more tough on me with this. And we talked it through and we defined, okay, well, how do you want me to follow up with you? And it was a great conversation for both of us because it helped me understand where to push and where not to push. And it helped him advocate for, for what he felt I really needed to follow up with him. And I, and I wrote it down even in my calendar for next week when I talked to him that that's the first question I'm going to ask after how are you doing, what's, you know, what's going on, you know, did you do X, Y, and Z that, that he told me to ask him about. And it's really, really important. If he did, we're going to celebrate. And if he, if he didn't, then we're going to figure out where the resistance is, is further. I, I have a good feeling he's going to do it. Okay, so, and, and part of being reasonable is reevaluate. You know, therapy doesn't have to be forever, and I'm going to talk about that in How to Terminate Your Therapist. My next tips, um, and, and sometimes it's appropriate, and sometimes, you know, it's, it's necessary. Um, so, but be, be reasonable when it comes to your goals, but also evaluate, are we making progress? Am I getting this help? Um, sometimes there's value just in liking that person, and therefore, working with them, but I, my hope is that there's always going to be therapeutic value as well. Um, and sometimes, you know, you've outgrown each other or you've outgrown them and that's okay too. 
Anyway, thank you so much for listening. I wish you a great day and much success in your ability to choose and uh, maintain and monitor the therapeutic relationship. Have a great day.